0: Welcome to Grow Up, insights on how businesses can use technology to grow better. Please welcome your hosts, Jason Parkinson and Mark Hemmer. Hello, hello. It's the Grow Up podcast. Uh, My name is Jason Parkinson. And I am Mark Hemmer. And we are from One Fire. We are a digital partner uh, here in Peoria, Illinois. And threw this little podcast together, because we thought, you know what, there's a lot of information that we have and problems that we've solved for other customers. And we really thought that we could set out to help other businesses kind of grow better.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, and or problems that we've experienced ourselves. I mean, the yeah, nice part about it. We've, ex-
0: we've had a lot of problems ourselves.
1: How <laughs> yeah. experience is the best teacher. And so know, we're here know.
0: to pass along some of those lessons. Yeah. And some episodes bring in in guests, uh, other business owners. I actually had a pro wrestler on just uh, a couple episodes back, which so, is awesome. Yeah, pretty cool. And uh, today we're going to be talking about something that I think is pretty applicable to most businesses. There are some, I guess we'll call them digital marketing sticking points, things that really are kind of holding your marketing back, mm-hmm. and um, we've got some solutions on what you can do about them, so we're going to dive into that here in uh, in just a minute. Let's do it. First, Christy is going to share a little bit of information about another piece of technology that has disrupted an industry. Christy? Let's take a look at global positioning systems. It's a classic movie trope. Dad's lost, stops by the general store to ask for directions. He might have spent a few minutes flipping his paper map around and around looking for the correct route to take. Now, with GPS as the standard in most vehicles and on every smartphone, that scene is almost confusing. GPS has made the very concept of directions foreign to younger people. Everyone knows how to get everywhere because their GPS simply tells them where to go. For map printers, that concept is something they never likely considered. Jason? Thanks, Christy. I can remember the very first gps unit that i got it was like christmas early 2000s and it completely changed my confidence level of driving out of town Oh absolutely
1: if I had to rely on a paper map I would I mean I would either one Get lost on my first road trip and you'd never see Me again <laughs> or I would become a shut In I couldn't couldn't I mean, survive I can, without GPS. I can
0: literally remember taking trips and you'd Go you'd use MapQuest right MapQuest yeah. Is a big thing and and before Google Maps and I you know you'd print out your MapQuest Directions and and <laughs> then you'd be looking For the sign right you're like oh my gosh where, <laughs> Like did I miss the sign what Mile marker is it at yeah. and now like Literally Siri just coasts me to my Destination. Oh yeah, the idea. Yeah, even that. Looking
1: down at a couple of loose leaf sheets of paper in my passenger (laughs) seat.
0: (laughs) What a what a hazard. I know.
1: What a hazard. That's terrible. All right.
0: Well, today we're talking about um, common digital marketing sticking points, things that are holding your marketing back, and uh, what you can do about them. And we have four specific ones that we want to cover today. And so the first one I think is is something that you may think, wow, in two thousand eighteen, in two thousand. 15, yeah. like who wouldn't have a website already? Yeah, but you'd be surprised. I mean, there are, the answer is many businesses. Yeah. So the first sticking point is you don't have a website, and you may think, okay, this this is gonna be a super elementary episode here. Like, don't tune us out yet because when I'm talking about a business not having a website, you have to think about all the startup businesses that exist right now. Sure. Okay. So a new business is starting. There is this, you know, there's this gap from the time that a new business may be open and operating to the time that they actually have a fully functional website that they're happy with up and running that works effectively for them. Right.
1: And with websites like any aspect of a business, business owners become obsessed with the details you want to know.
0: Minute details. Yeah, you want to yeah. know,
1: oh man, is that shade of purple the right shade of purple? Like, what about that font? Like, am I going to use Times New Roman or Helvetica or whatever it is? And, and the and URL things, you're going to
0: pick. Yeah, all of those, those,
1: those kind of things can haunt you and keep you up at night, but it also, you know, kicks the can down the road and forces you to battle that indecision and, uh, you know, a three-month website project becomes a nine-month website project. Yeah, or it
0: never launches at all. Or it never
1: launches at all. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, you're customers who are excited about your product, excited about your business, can't see you, can't find you online.
0: Yeah, that's, that's messy. And I think a lot of business owners and I've been guilty of this too. When you're getting ready to spin up a new brand or you're getting ready to launch a company, you know, you want that perfect URL, that perfect domain name. And mm-hmm. maybe the domain name that is available would even influence the name of your business because you know, it's so important that you have some, you know, some cohesiveness. Right. But all of that stuff just takes so much time and energy. And there are other ways and processes that you can put in place. To kind of launch quick and then refine over time.
1: Yeah. So, so what is that? Uh, you know, that's commonly referred to as growth driven design. Yeah. So and that, w- that, that's such that? a
0: buzzword, growth driven design. But it is a model that we've kind of taken at OneFire as we're starting to, you know, consider our own website and even, um, you know, some of the work that we've done on, on other customers' websites. Um, I'll be upfront and say OneFire is not a website design company. There are mm-hmm. thousands of really great website design companies. Uh, but what we really are is a, a growth company company. So we're here to help uh, companies grow better. And growth-driven design is the approach that we take to website development when we have a customer that needs needs some help in that area. And whether you work with somebody like us or whether you do this yourself on Squarespace, you can take a similar approach to building and launching your website. And so that approach is... Make the list of all of the possible potential features that you can dream up that you would like in your website and then narrow that list down to the what are the most important key features that I need. The must haves. The must haves. And even this, this also applies when you're redesigning a website. You're going to launch just a different website. You want to make sure that that new website, bare minimum, has everything that the old website had. Sure. Maybe in a more modern design, whatever the case may be, but you want to launch quickly. And when I say quickly, I'm talking 30 to 60 days, maybe 90 days max. Get your site built, get it launched, and then start testing and measuring, okay, what's working here? What pages are people visiting? What lead capture tools are people filling out? And then refine over time, right. roll out the additional features, and have a constantly evolving fluid website Instead of the old website design process that's a little broken where you spend six months nitpicking every little detail, you launch the site and then don't touch it for two years right. and then come back two years later and start the process over.
1: Yeah, that really, it, it does buy you more work in the future. The growth-driven design model does allow you to constantly evolve in real time. Yeah, And so instead of yeah having to do an incredible overhaul project that saps all your resources and mm-hmm. drags all your attention away from your business, you can add slowly and gradually and eventually wind up with a website that you feel is, you know, near perfect.
0: Yeah. And even as it's perfect, like you can continue to refine it, right? Like you can look at things that are working um, from an analytics standpoint and decide, okay, you know, these types of blog posts are working better. So let's create more mm-hmm. of them or this, this layout for a landing page is leading to more conversions on my site into leads. So let's convert our other pages into that style. Um, all of those little things you can do over time kind of month by month, and you start to have your website become more of a living, breathing organism in your business, Mm -hmm. and a little bit less of a billboard storefront that just sits and collects dust. Sure. Yeah, that's a great way of putting that. So, the other thing, let's, let's hit number, point number two here for the sake of time. Um, we're talking about four common digital marketing sticking points, things that are maybe holding your digital marketing back. The second, uh, thing that's on this list here that we've created is you have multiple websites or multiple social channels. What do we mean by that? So,
1: if you have like, you know, in the course of business, you may launch a website. Then you may decide a little later on, oh I you know, I need I need the website to look different. So you may just kind of let that website lay dormant. Maybe you didn't get rid of it, maybe you went with a different company. Whatever happened was you decided, okay, I need a new website, and that old website really never went away.
0: So it just sits somewhere still accessible? It just sits somewhere still accessible. <laughs> yep.
1: That or you decided, okay, we're gonna make a slight, you know, a pivot or a branding change, but you left that old website lying around. Mm and you know for a lot of business owners it's going to be hard to visualize what that's like for somebody visiting that website you know it it may not seem like a big deal to leave that lying around, but to Google it is. It affects your SEO. Big time. It's a, it's, it's really a big problem. It, it creates a lot of confusion for potential visitors. Sure. In the same way, if you have social channels and this happens often because people will have someone in charge of the social media and that person will build a personal Facebook page <laughs> or a personal LinkedIn mm-hmm. profile, but then use that to represent the business. And then maybe that person leaves and then you don't have access to that page anymore. Or maybe you just duplicate you create another Twitter account, another LinkedIn profile on top of that one. So, yeah. again, now when I go to LinkedIn to search for your company. <laughs>
0: yeah. You find three versions of it. Yeah. Two of them, maybe right, maybe not. Right, with several owners, different oh, yeah. logos, all kinds of
1: things. And it really, from from a, you know, I am a customer to many things. And from the customer standpoint, it is really not a good look. Jarring. Yeah. Jarring. And and ultimately, to call back to a previous episode, it creates friction for me because I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't know which page is the right page to look at. I don't know where the information is that I need. And so it can really hold your digital marketing back because there's no cohesion among your digital properties.
0: How should a company fix that? Like if if you've got um, you know, several social media profiles and and fans across multiple ones. Like, you think about Facebook pages, right? If you've yeah. got, like, more than one Facebook page and you've got fans that are kind of across both pages and you're looking to consolidate, like, is there, I mean, solutions I, I, for that? I would,
1: I would reach out to, uh, you know, a trusted digital partner or somebody to help, and sure. I would really – I would sit down with that person or that team and devise a plan. a plan, devise yeah. a plan. And maybe that's announcing to those other pages that, hey, this is all, you know, living on this page now. Please like this page. Yeah, it could be, you know, whatever, whatever that plan, whatever shape that plan mm-hmm. ends up taking. You just want to make sure that you're moving quickly and you're clearing those things up. Yeah. I know Even that's if smart. you lose a couple of followers along the way, the more important thing moving forward is going to be that there's one uniform representation of
0: your business online. Yeah. And the SEO implications are huge, too. If you look at brands that have maybe two different websites uh, with different navigation and different branding across those websites and um, similar content, on both websites. Or the same content. And, and maybe they, they link together and like as you're clicking, you know, to one section of the site, your navigation and your site completely changes. Like those are really jarring user experience, um, right. you know, issues. But on top of that with the SEO, like, you know, having multiple content, Um, in different places, but it's the same content can really can really hurt your search ranking.
1: Yeah. When Google crawls that content, it's going to really see that and think, okay, this is not authentic. This is kind of spammy and weird. And it's it's clearly not a business that has things in order. And there's a there's a strong chance that you'll get docked for that.
0: Yeah. Let's so let's talk about point number three here on this list of things that could be holding your your digital marketing back. Um, Inconsistent branding.
1: Sure, and then this is really a broader a broader like uh, version of problem number two mm. where you've maybe you've remained kind of wishy washy about what you're trying to do and what direction you're moving in, and yeah. that's how you got all those web properties in the first place. Sure this is more about your business if you don't know what you are what you want to offer, and many many businesses go through this mm-hmm. we've gone through this we have you so you know the solution here. And we can kind of talk through what the solution might look like, but you need to dedicate time to answer those difficult questions.
0: Absolutely. Who are you? What's your mission? What's your purpose? Who are you trying to reach? And um and what's it look like to get there? And then even on if you look at branding as even like the logos and the colors and the things within your company, like a number of businesses have not thought through, you know, hard and fast brand guidelines. Right. And here is our here is our logo and this is how we're going to use it. And this is how we're going to, you know, speak about our, our business. Um, And it it turns into a problem. It does. Yeah. Getting getting brand guidelines in place is a
1: great solution to that. As part of answering that question, like being able to have something documented so that people can go back and reference, okay, here is, here's the style guide for our business. What are our fonts? Yep. What are our colors? What are our, like, how can the logo be presented? Yeah. You know, brands that are really protective of that logo mm-hmm. and those kind of signature things, they end up sticking out in people's minds more because they're presented the same way over and over again.
0: Yeah. It's very deliberate. Yeah. So here's another thing kind of on that branding um, front. I think a lot of traditional marketing agencies – You know, charge thousands and thousands of dollars to develop a logo and a brand for a company and companies who maybe, you know, started by making their logo in Microsoft Word and then, you know, have evolved over the years and decided, okay, I need something that's a little more grown up. Um, I just want to be upfront like you can get a really great, beautiful, professional logo for 10 bucks on uh, you know a company like Upwork or Fiverr or one of these websites where you can work with an actual graphic designer to knock out logos. And mm-hmm. that's great, but you also have to look at what's the strategy in converting all of my old brand into this new brand, yeah, right? Great question. I'll use my DJ company as a good example of this. We have a logo, We're, our 20th year in business is next year. Woo. And um, thank you, thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. And um, our logo, I hate. Um, I liked it in high school, when I made it. And uh, after that, I have not. However, um it's recognizable. And it is literally ingrained in everything that we do from our contracts to our T-shirts, to our vehicles, to our equipment, to our laptop stickers, to everything. And the cost and pain of changing that logo for my business is not worth the maybe small benefit in in updating Mm. that logo. So as a small business, you really have to consider – if you can't update your brand in every place where your brand is located, then you probably shouldn't be updating your brand and you should you should, you know,
1: that's a great see it that's through. a great piece of advice. Because, yeah, those are a lot of the costs that you may not consider, but it would look really weird if your website has one logo and then your vehicle passes me on the street and, and the wrap has a different one.
0: Yeah, I
1: That's that's confusing,
0: right? That's really confusing. We worked with a technology company on updating their um, their branding. And it was interesting. Like we didn't want to take the logo too far from the original. We Hmm. just wanted to give it a little bit of a grown up feeling so that Hmm. even if somebody saw the old logo, it wouldn't be super jarring. But their new branding moving forward would be a little bit more grown up. And I think that an approach like that for your business can work can work pretty well, too. All right. Uh, The fourth point is in this, you know, things that are holding back your digital marketing, um, if you have an ineffective internal decision making process. And I think this is one that a lot of companies, um, especially company leaders, may not know that they are part of an ineffective decision-making process, but I bet a lot of employees recognize this. Oh yeah, and it plagues a lot of businesses. It really
1: especially if you're if you're working, I mean, really this applies if it's just an internal issue, but also if you're working with an outside partner mm-hmm. or outside partners, which yeah. many businesses yeah. work multiple with multiple vendors. Multiple and- vendors. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think you're right that leadership may not realize that they are the logjam yeah. when it comes to getting yeah. decisions made and it comes to getting deliverables delivered.
0: Right. And I think that, you know, as a leader, one of the best things you can do and Mark, I probably don't ask you and our team this enough as a leader in at OneFire, but it's asking, OK, how do we improve this process and how do we help remove me from the process so that it can work you know, a little bit a little bit better.
1: Yeah. De- delegation is hard. I mean, you I know you personally, you have very high standards yep. for
0: what I'm, leaves the building. A little bit of a micromanager.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, but I, <laughs> I don't know. if I'd, I don't know if I'd go that far. But I, I respect the fact that you want whatever leaves our building to be of the highest quality to meet your mark. And if it doesn't do that, you want to know about it before that happens. Yeah. And you know, I think a lot of business owners are are similar. They're very passionate. They're very driven. They're very you know all about the brands that they've created. Yeah. But if that you know there's a there's a line where that becomes an impediment to the people that are trying to get the work done.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And you know, one of the things I'll just mention to other leaders, uh, an approach that I've kind of taken to help with this at One Fire is the eighty percent rule. So I look at um, you know what we're delivering, and I want the quality of everything that leaves our building to be a hundred percent. But what I have to do is I have to understand: is my end customer going to recognize if it's if it's any lower than eighty mm-hmm. percent of the best it could be? And that answer is yes. If it's lower than eighty percent, um, you know that's a problem. But sure. if we can hit somewhere in that eighty to a hundred percent mark. Um, and deliver it to a customer and not forever, but when I'm delegating something, I know that we're going to go from 100% to somewhere around 85 or 90%. And then it's my responsibility as a leader to coach, Mm -hmm. you know, the people that we've hired, that we trust the experts that are on our team into getting that up a little bit closer to that hundred percent mark where I want to see it over time. And so I think as a, you know, As a as a leader in your your own organization, um, you know, look at the things that you micromanage today and just decide, am I a bottleneck in this process or ask your employees ones that you trust that, you know, will give you an honest honest answer. answer. You know, everybody's (laughs) got a couple of employees that will give you an honest (laughs) answer Um, and and, you know, be be, you know, outright asking them. You know, am I the bottleneck and how do I fix that? Because, yeah, you can really slow down the process and not even recognize that you're the one, you know, slowing yeah, it down. And,
1: you know, the unfortunate part is occasionally that ends up hampering results. It so sure you, does. You decide, hey, I want to accomplish this in the marketing or the sales or the any any space of your business. And you know, if, if you are accidentally or inadvertently in the way, you may look at the end of the year and go, you know, why, why are these results not here? Mm. And the answer may be that while you, you, prevented them from being there,
0: yeah, right, right? which is not a good feeling. Yeah, I know. So the four things holding your marketing back, um, you don't have a website, you have multiple websites or social channels, you have inconsistent branding, or you've got an ineffective internal decision-making process. Those are the four to kind of bring to light um, today. So what's the 10-second takeaway?
1: The 10-second takeaway is that every business runs into hurdles. It happens to everybody. But you can't let those hurdles stack up. So if you find yourself struggling with any of the things that we've talked about today, uh, you know, consider the solutions that we've proposed and or, you know, reach out for help or reach out the chat, Uh, you know, get some get some
0: advice on how to proceed. Mark, thanks so much for being here. Hey, uh, next week, we're going to be talking about the future of marketing to college students. And uh, trust me, there's some really cool, innovative things, uh, specifically in the the virtual reality space and augmented reality space that's really great at reaching college students. We're so, excited. We're excited about this. One. Yeah, we're should should we're be going to school. school. Should be a good episode for sure. Thanks for listening to the Grow Up podcast. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, all. Thanks for listening to Grow Up. For more information about the topics discussed in today's show, visit OneFire.com slash grow up this has been a one fire production.